Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I'm your host, as usual. I need to hurry up and put these clothes down because, boy, I am scared that it's just going to fall everywhere. Anyways, guys, I'm excited about today. We got some listening going on. We're getting ready to sum up this whole section. And, you know, the next podcast is going to be Gateway to Exams. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I don't know how I'm going to divide this up, but this could be at least a 40 to 45-minute podcast. So you guys are going to have to brace yourself. But... Nonetheless, what you're going to listen to is a podcast within a podcast. So you're going to hear or listen to a girl by the name of Sylvia talking about a conservation program. All right. So what I'm going to do before I forget, because again, I've done this uh, countless times as a matter of fact, but what I have here, I got this screen share on. There's a notepad. Go to my website thearseniobuckshow.com and you guys will find there some notes that you can that you're going to have to jot down this is very very comparable to the IELTS you know fill it in with one word two words whatever it may be so for any of you who are taking IELTS this could be very very good for you all right now again I do advise you guys to possibly lower your volume just a little bit because for whatever reason if I lower it three notches on my end, it might sound like it is on a mute on your end. All right, this has happened a couple of times, but this time it's gonna be good because why? Because I'm the best. <laughs> With that being said, you got eight questions. You have a notepad on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. And without further ado, let's get into this listening. Oh, I like that. Hello. You're listening to our... Guys, I have to pause that. That was pretty cool, right? I, I kind of need that pre-roll for my podcast. Can a brother get a pre-roll? All right, let's keep going. A weekly podcast of the world out there in which we ask students to share their experiences of the world beyond the lecture hall. This week, we're hearing from Sylvia about her experience as a volunteer on a marine conservation project. My name's Sylvia, and during the summer, for one week, I took part in a con- So basically, sorry guys, now for those of you who are just listening, what we have here, you have the notepad. The notepad, number one, it says Sylvia describes the accommodation as blank. Number two, she hadn't expected to collect so much blank from the beach. Bullet point number three, number three, she admits to needing more blank when she constructed the fences. Number four, she describes the researchers' efforts to save the seals as blank. Number five, Sylvia's team leader sometimes asked her to take on the role of blank. Number six, she is surprised at the number of blank, which developed during the time on the island. Number seven, she admits to feeling nervous about the blank at the end of the week. And number eight, Sylvia uses the word blank to convey her feelings about her time on the conservation program. Now, let's get back into this. Conservation program as a volunteer. As most people listening will know, our ocean is facing many environmental problems and I really wanted to do something to help. I would like to start by saying something about the facilities at the Conservation Centre where I was staying. 
I was allowed to visit the laboratories. They're really good, very state-of-the-art and plenty of room for the researchers to work in. I kind of expected that, but the rooms we volunteers were sleeping in, I couldn't believe how comfortable they were. I'd assumed they'd be a lot more basic. It was good to be able to relax once my busy day was over. And it is a busy day. I mean, each day you're there, there's a full schedule. One of the first things we did was to clean up the beach. I was horrified by the amount of plastic we picked up. There was heaps of it, way more than I'd imagined. I thought it'd mainly be bottles and cans, but actually there was less of that around. Maybe it just gets buried in the sand. On the second day, we were shown how to construct fences and how to make sure they don't just fall over in the sand. The fences are important because they stop, well, hopefully they discourage people from walking into areas that are set aside for conservation. Making the fences and digging the holes wasn't technically challenging, but I think I ran out of patience at times. It's not a job you can rush. It's a step-by-step -step process, and you don't want to be making any mistakes by losing concentration. One of the highlights of the week, for me, was going out on a boat with the researchers to look at the monk seals. We had to use binoculars, of course, because, as the researchers told us, on no account should you get too close to them. As you know, the seals are endangered, but the researchers are doing everything they can to save them. It's sort of heroic, in a way, this attempt to prevent their extinction, and I wish it got more attention from the media. I spent a lot of time with other volunteers, and quite a few of them were from other countries. They were really enthusiastic and wanted to help, but sometimes there were communication problems, and my team leader would ask me to translate, to act as an interpreter, I guess. Like one time, when a guy called Tom had an allergic reaction to a jellyfish sting and we had to get medical help from a local doctor. Not a good experience for Tom, but it was quite interesting for me. When you take part in the conservation programme, as you're only there for a week, you haven't really got time to settle in and you just have to get on with it. It's very much about teamwork and you're going to have to leave your ego behind. So what happens is that all these new friendships form very quickly. And that was brilliant. An unexpected bonus, actually. And now I feel like I'm connected to a whole lot of new people. The time seemed to fly by, and the end of the week came sooner than I'd expected. I wasn't looking forward to saying goodbye. But the thing I was dreading most was having to perform a song on the final evening. Not only do you have to perform in front of all the other volunteers, but you have to do it without music. We were given the option of doing something traditional or something modern, but it's not really something that I'm good at. I'm terrible, actually. But I said I'd go first to get it over and done with, and then I was able to relax for the rest of the evening and just listen to everyone else and enjoy the barbecue. Before I joined the conservation programme, I'd never spent much time away from home and I was wondering whether I'd get homesick. I was also worried about whether I'd like the other people and whether what we'd be doing would really be useful. As it turned out, I needn't have worried at all. I learnt a lot, not just about the environment, but about myself too. So I guess I could regard my time on the programme as a useful kind of experiment. 
That would certainly be one way to describe it. Anyway, I would really recommend... And in saying that, guys, I really wish I had my pen here with me because I would have been able to take down the number of words in different British slang that she used. First and foremost, heaps, okay? I don't have many people who listen, well, I guess you could say in the last 10 episodes, I never have England or Britain in general as one of the 52 countries that listen to my podcast. Are they one of their 180? Yes, but they're not one of the 52 in the last 10 episodes, which fluctuates between about 45 and up to, what is it, 60 countries. But heaps means a lot of, okay? So for you Americans out there who, of course, listen to me, you guys are probably like, that's really interesting. Let me give you another example. She said researchers. She stressed search instead of research. See, in America, we say research. We stress the first syllable. In British English, they said researchers. Researchers. I'm like, whoa, okay. There was another word that she had said um, in there, and I think you guys may have picked that up too, and you're like, wow, she stressed the second syllable on that word too. Yeah, British English, it's very, very interesting. Now, another phrase that she said uh, that I think it's really funny, uh, and I hear people say from time to time, is, oh, you just need to get on with it. You know, oh, that's kind of like an Irish accent or a Scottish accent, sorry. But I don't know my accents. Y'all can kill me if y'all don't like it. But you were like, oh, you just need to get on with it. I think that's an Irish accent. Or maybe a Northern, I- Northern I- Irish, Northern Ireland Irish accent, whatever it may be. But nonetheless, get on with it means continue on. Just do it. Just get on with it. Just do it. That's the way I kind of see it. Some people would have other interpretations, but that's the way I interpret that phrase. So again, very interesting stuff. This is probably why you guys love listening uh, to my podcast, because you guys hear my American accent, but then then you hear other accents, not only from the international guest speakers, but also within the talks that I put on in my podcast. So nonetheless, guys, would you be interested in taking taking part in a program such as that one? Again, you know, a guy being rushed to the hospital and everything, that's never all, that's never a good, you know, that's never good. Let's just put it that way. But um, again, the amount of people you help and, you know, you might be working on a passion. This is very, very important because I don't know. Yeah, you guys are going to listen to this podcast before you hear Tara come on. She's an American teacher entrepreneur living in the country of Georgia. And when you listen to her podcast, you're going to be, no, who was it? There was someone else. Oh, someone just recently told me that they like doing free work more than they like doing pay. Oh, it was her. Yeah, it was off camera though. She likes doing free work more than paid work because it feels like it's working more in an alignment with who she is as an individual. So when you do these different types of programs and conservation projects, marine life or you know, habitat, whatever it may be, um, environmental, uh, you know, cleaning up different things. This, you meet a wide range of people who are in that same boat as you and have the same passion as you. And and so it makes you come alive. That synergy begins to flow. So again, I would love to take part of that. Obviously with the Arsenio Buck Foundation, once borders and everything opens, that's going to be in full swing again, hopefully by next year when I'm doing my transformation coaching, uh, 
program to become a transformation coach out there in South Africa, and then doing a life coaching uh, program to become a life coach through Jay Shetty, which some of you may know him. Um, I also want to kick off the Arsenio Buck Foundation because this right here is my life assignment, is my life assignment, 1,000%. It's much bigger than me. And th when things are much bigger than you and it scares the hell out of you, that's what you need to do. So in saying that, guys, thank you so much for coming on and listening to me once again. I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who has a tendency. And you guys make it an oath to listen to your boy, your boy Arsenio. I cannot, I couldn't express more gratitude to all of you out there. But I just want to say thank you so, so much. So in saying that, guys, stay tuned for another one. Oh, big exam. This is going to be a lengthy one. This is going to be a long one. Lots of skills coming up in tomorrow's podcast. Or if there are like a series of podcasts with like IELTS and stuff coming up, this will come up after. But just know this is coming very soon. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.